Today in Canadian History for February 15th, I'm Mark Affeld. On February 15th, 1759, 87 Acadians arrived in Cherbourg, France. These were the survivors of the Ruby, a ship that ran ashore and sank, killing over 200 Acadians. The Ruby, which set off from Prince Edward Island, or as it was known back then, Ile Saint-Jean, was the result of the Great Upheaval the forced removal of the Acadian people from the Canadian maritime region by British powers. You see, the British feared that the Acadians represented a possible military threat, as British and French forces were, at the time, in the midst of the Seven Years' War. The British officially ordered the expulsion of all Acadians, with a declaration made at Grand Pré, Nova Scotia in 1755. To learn more about the great upheaval, I spoke with Nell Oosterham, the senior editor of Canada's History Magazine. Canada's History Magazine included Grand Pré in a list of the top 10 national historical sites of Canada. So that first declaration made in 1755, was that the official start of the great upheaval? Um, I think historians do tend to look at that as being the, the beginning. It seems to be that that is the, uh, uh, the first official um, signal that the, uh, the Acadians were to be um, deported from, from their lands. And I guess it's important to, to understand that the, the, uh, what was called the Great Upheaval took place over a number of years. Uh, over, uh, there were, it happened in Nova Scotia in that particular area first. And then it also, uh, and many of these people, you know, moved to other areas of the Maritimes. But then they were also, you know, uh, deported from the places where they had sought refuge, such as PEI. So, you know, where, so people from Nova Scotia, in other words, went to PEI to, to, uh, to escape the, the British. And then the British eventually deported them from PEI and they had to go, to go elsewhere from there. So um, uh, Grand Pré is important because uh, that's the first place where uh, the, the declaration was read. And the, uh, that was the, 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 the first, uh, I, I think it's the first time that the, the Acadians, up to, up to that point, they had lived peaceably um, between two warring nations. Um, the French and the British were at that time in history uh, um, in conflict over uh, North, North America. And, uh, and of course, they had their wars that were taking place in, in Europe as well. So there were a lot of things going on. Um, so the, uh, the, the Acadians, though, um, they weren't that attached to the, the, the French. And they also were, uh, you know, they kept, uh, kept away from the British. They, they tried to stay neutral in, in this conflict. But what happened in the area of Grand Pré was that um, they got caught up in a particular um, particular struggle that was going on? Um, they uh, in the year before, or actually several years before the, uh, the, the the deportation, there was actually a battle that took place quite uh, quite close by in 1747. And at that time, the British or the New England and British troops had, were occupying that area, and they were they occupied the village of Grand Pré. And um, what happened was a French Amerindian, what they call an Amerindian force from Quebec, came in and attacked the uh, the area and, and, and the troops. 
And so this, um, I guess this kind of, you know, put them very much in the middle of, of this of this conflict between the, the British and the French. Now, the, um, the Acadians, uh, they came over, um, well, in the 1680s. Uh, so they were there for a long time. And they had established farms and villages and so on, and they and they established their own particular culture, which is somewhat different even from the people in Quebec. They, you know, they had their own Acadian maritime culture. Um, so they were a very established culture. They didn't think that they would, you know, be so ruthlessly <laughs> uprooted and deported. But in fact, that's what happened because eventually the British just decided they were. Um, uh, uh, they were a danger to to them, and, and they were in the way, and they were also perhaps in the way of British plans for settlement through the area. So uh, they uh, eventually decided to that they were just going to basically kick them out. Following the Great Upheaval, Grand Pre itself disappeared, and there's a good chance it could have been forgotten until Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, a poet, published the poem Evangeline about the expulsion in 1847. Shortly following that, tourists from America flocked to the site, hoping to see, well, some sort of memorial. In fact, they found nothing. Eventually, a statue of Evangeline was erected, and a church commemorating the Great Upheaval was built. So this original sort of neglect of, of, of commemorating the Great Upheaval, is this sort of an example of the winners writing history, in this case the British? Well, it, it is interesting when you say that about the, the, the winners um, writing the history, because uh, actually the Acadian story hasn't really been so much in the um, Canadian consciousness, I guess, uh, until recently. I think there's been much more um, being written about it, uh, much more awareness of it. Um, and that, you know, that started to, to happen gradually over the years. Um, but certainly, I, I suppose, at the time that, that, that Longfellow uh, wrote the poem, which is in the 1800s, um, probably not that many people at that time would have really known too much about it. Because um, it, it happened. Um, people were taken off their lands. They were put on boats. Some of those boats were in very bad shape. Uh, the ships that went back to, to France or, or to other parts of the world. Um, and some of them sank. And many of the Acadians died. Um, but these people, you know, they, they did not... Uh, a lot of people simply weren't aware of, of what had happened. So the um, uh, it'd be interesting to know what would would have happened if Longfellow had not written his poem, and because it became something that the Americans seemed to be become quite interested in for some reason, and uh, and you're right, the 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 the, uh, the, the site of Grand Pre became um, a site of interest to people who wanted to go there. Perhaps they thought that the the, the poem. Uh, the poem was fictitious, you know, it was a fictitious story, a fictitious, a fictitious love story of, of two young people who were separated. Um, but perhaps people, you know, thought, even though if they knew it was fictitious, they still wanted to visit the place where it had taken place. 
and uh, where the real historic event had taken place. And um, and I suppose, uh, you know, at that time, uh, when people went to visit it as a tourist site, <laughs> uh, there was nothing there. There was just some willow trees and some fields and so on. The church was long gone, and, and the buildings were long gone. So there there was an effort made after that to uh, to rebuild at that site. And one of the one of the things that was rebuilt was was made was actually a, a statue of Evangeline, which was the the key character in the uh, in the poem, uh, and uh, and that stands to this day. It's a, it's a beautiful bronze statue that sta- stands in front of the church. Today is a day full of Canadian history. On February 15, 1965, the first Maple Leaf flag was officially raised on Parliament Hill in Ottawa. Karina Ray Wilson became the first woman appointed to the Canadian Senate on this day back in 1930. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. Once again, it's Canadian quiz time. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poem Evangeline inspired which Canadian band to write the classic rock song Acadian Driftwood? That band's name was, of course, The Band.